0: Listen and subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to an edition of Blurred Lines. We are back talking about Strange New World, the latest offering from Paramount and uh, their Star Trek uh, franchise. With Ooh. me, as always, is...
1: This is Josh, a.k.a. Aguard Bolt the Gun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and as well as this is the professor B <laughs> what's up everybody
0: so i like to uh once once i want to give a big shout out to paramount for giving all of us trekkies a big wonderful warm hug <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, oh. called, called, We 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 we've been, we've been suffering we've been suffering you know we it's it's been, it's been it's been tough these last i would say what a solid 8 months
1: just recently <laughs> Just it with, hasn't been beautiful.
0: With Discovery, with freaking Picard, like, uh just just hitting I mean, us with
1: mediocrity. Picard wasn't. Uh, I mean, we'll get to that in a minute. But you know, Picard wasn't. Uh, it was just. It was. It was a pitch right up the middle. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad.
2: Yeah. No. That's right. The and, and then also, let's not forget. Lower decks, lower decks
1: is Australia. Awesome. Sure. oh, at, lower decks is really the peak of 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 the Star Trek franchise right now.
2: Oh, right. easy. <laughs> <man>. you <laughs> guys testified a prodigy, so really, yeah. it's just
1: it's just really oh, yeah, yeah. one stint. Yeah, it prior, was it was not valid. It was another pitch up the middle, but it was better than Discovery and better than Picard
0: yeah, 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 totally. Laura Dex is probably my favorite one, one right up the road yeah. <laughs> So so then we'll you know what? we'll start with a card first before we get to strange new world. So you just wrapped up its series finale a season finale it and it landed the plane that was pretty boring, I want to say. like I think out the gate that first episode was like really, really good. The second one, I was like, uh- oh, time travel. <laughs> and then and, and then and then from there we were just kind of like left limping along with predictability and kind of like like wasn't bad, it just wasn't good. Like uh out the gate, they hit you in the mouth, like, yo, we know discoveries wasn't that great. So let's let's get you back in. And we're like, yes, yeah. we're here. And then after that, we're like, oh, time travel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh you're right. Absolutely. The first episode. And I think we talked about this on the Discovery episodes. Uh, it was really, really, really good. Um, but I had already, even knowing that they were doing a time travel plot, um, I had my reservations because, you know, it's time travel and it's Star Trek, time travel Star Trek. Um, they go there and it's always an interesting journey, I would say. I'll give them that. Um that makes you kind of forget about the the time travel hijinks, but they try to go through some of the rules and all that stuff. And, you know, I think that part was falling too flat because it just got to the point towards the middle where the, the rules they were trying to observe of time travel didn't matter, or at least they seemed too arbitrary for the audience to care about, but yeah. yet we still had to understand them. I think, by the end, it just felt that all we saw was just kind of like another... It felt like it could have been one episode of uh, of, of, Star, Trek like yeah. episode episode of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Like one episode or two-part episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And I think uh, that was what was kind of made the finale fall flat because it just didn't offer up anything spectacular
0: new or it yeah and also it was just they they just did a lot of things that were like you said totally predictable like you knew what was going to happen with the board queen but on on the i'll actually do some positives first positives awesome to see the board queen she was awesome she's great like i'm i'm a very big fan of lady jack from, jack, from uh, 24 she's awesome um also um it was also really good to see um the uh, cue back, which was always fun. And, he, and every time he was on the scene, he always was like, uh, it was actually really fun when he's there. Even in the end, when him and Picard finally have their kind of like final moment hug out thing, I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. Um, but I think the, um, and then the, I felt bad that they didn't have Elnor in as much because he was like really dope in season one. And then he just you could definitely tell either had a conflict or <laughs> something. Cause like they used him for like two seconds. And I was like, man, you you definitely needed him in this whole situation. Um, but I think also po- positive wise, I would say the the there was just too much force stuff that in there where we're just kind of like, I guess I don't care about lesbian seven and Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about freaking you guys. You took Rios, who's a cool badass in the season one, and then neutered
1: them and made them like a family man. You're like, wait, well, what? those what? aren't positives, Cam. You
0: hey, I went positive. po- <laughs> positives to negatives.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Agnes getting some run was was good, yes, true, true, true true, 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 true. Um. You know, Q in the three scenes that we had him in, or four, however many we it <laughs> were. He was he was cute. He was John Delancey, yeah, and everything so we love about the character and what he brings to it. Absolutely. Um, that first episode, the first two episodes were phenomenal, yes. and it kind of gave you the impression that you were going to get something that would equal, at least equal season one. Because I mean, season one, you know, we talked about we talked about how um how dope season one was like we just sang the praises all the way through and i called a couple things that happened in season one but it didn't matter because the things that i called were still dope when they happened mm. um this season i called a ton more stuff and it just was kind of like meh. you know and it, it nothing paid off the dopeness from those first two episodes yeah yeah totally yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, but again, you know, the, the like you said, the Borg Queen was great. Q was Q is his usual. Um, I don't think there's such a thing as a bad Q episode of Star Trek. Thank um, it also felt so to the negatives. It also felt like a lot of stuff was just jammed in there, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, uh, this girl being um, Lar- the the woman who looked like Laris was um, to look. What what
2: the heck is her race again? Talon, and she was. She's um, a tal- uh, yeah
1: a Talon. Was she, she tal- tal- or, uh, Romulan? Yeah, yeah she's Romulan. She's Bro- supposed to be. She's, she's basically Romulan like her grandmother. Supposed or something. to be in the time in the time jump. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what race she. Um, that's to tell you. This, uh, uh,
0: yeah, I think they said that she was a Romulan as well.
2: Which can no, 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 no that could be, yeah, because I thought that would have been confusing considering that the Romulans for so long didn't want anything to do with earth are oh maybe she was walking i
0: don't know but you're right that tells you that tells you you, because they showed that she had pointy ears at some point right but that just tells you how much how how annoying we were at it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it, it it was i don't remember exactly what the race what her species was but like you said that that's an indicator right there but You know, all of the stuff that you guys were saying is is totally up there with where Picard left us, which is it just almost felt like they had... Because, you know, initially I thought they were going to be jumping around in the past and not... And so that was more interesting, I guess, for time travel Mm -hmm. 10-episode art than they're they're in this horrible totalitarian future where Picard is this uh uh despot icon and then they're stuck in 20 what is it 22nd century or twenty? Yeah, yeah it's basically our. it's basically like 100 years of war right now yeah we're so right, right where. now which basically the only thing that's changed is every is we gotten technologically more advanced but we still suck As Yeah, far, you basically. know we haven't learned how to be the the bright shiny uh future of Gene Roddenberry's uh Star Trek lore. Uh so but I would have been more impressed with the story if it had been each episode they were in a new time for era, a new path along cards life. Um I didn't mm-hmm. think the the whole subplot with his mother and uh, her mental health and and the father. It was a good use of um, the actor um, who played uh, the, the mother. Guy is Baltar. Baltar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltar. That was a, that was his dad, right? Yeah, that was a good use of, of the cameo from familiar uh, science fiction. You know, Trek and Battlestar Galactica, B five. They all kind of yep. Uh, James, James Cowell, Cullis. That's his yeah. name. That's his name. Yes, James Cowell. Yes. Yeah, that was dope. He, he, his cameo and his performance was really good. You believe that he was a, a distant relative of John Luke and and all these things. But overall, I just think it, it just felt flat. I think that's the best thing you could say is that it felt like maybe, like you said with Elnor, like it just, that was very odd that he died in the way that he died, killed yeah. by... A character who meant absolutely nothing to the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, wait, for that one mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, hold on." He just got, mur-
0: and that was that actually made me like, "Oh shit, maybe the stakes are a little bit higher." And then I was like, "Oh wait, never
2: mind." <laughs> yeah, it's time travel, so you know it's gonna get reset. He's yeah. gonna, he's gonna be okay. And I also, you know, I think there was just some odd characterization. Rafi didn't click for me the entire season. She was just really odd and uh, uh, almost a nuisance all the way through. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, like the reveal about how, what she did to Eleanor and she manipulated him into, st- <laughs> into staying And that's, so I'm like... Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You could have did that to anybody. I mean, he's a Starfleet, man. Like, the dude can literally die at any second of any period of the day. So, you know, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Like it's I really said, mean, it was it flat. Did, it just yeah. felt flat.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that's, like, in, to, to cap it off, like, uh, you know, we had the cameo of, of Wrestling Crusher coming in. And it was so funny because it legit looked like he walked like like Josh said, he walked off this the the set of his podcast. It was like, oh hey, just wanna let you know here. Just wanna just wanna offer you a job. Other than and that, oh, that's about it. And,
1: and that was one of the things that I called. I, I called yeah. that a traveler was gonna pop up. And I figured it would be Wesley. Cause it just made sense. Yeah. But yeah. Until he just like popped up like he was a bum at some Starbucks or something, just like, <laughs> like it, you know, he he should have been. You know, he he, he hadn't shaved in like six months or whatever, and yeah. just you could have had a man bun and a pair of like you know giant you know giant glasses, and it would have been.
2: <laughs> you know what? And
1: that, that's <laughs> with a, cup of that's a exactly bun, with a scar
2: in his hand on the set. Yeah, that's, that's exactly funny. how it looked. You know, and it was almost as if, and this is the painting the picture for everybody. Listen. It was like he was standing backstage when they were shooting this, this this episode, and somebody had the bright idea that West, oh oh, Will Wheatness here, you know Wesley Crusher. Last thing we saw from him, he was a traveler, and yep. he's outside. And say, hey, Will. Get <laughs> him <laughs> here. Uh, here say this really
0: fast. He, he was, was like, like, My hey. moment has finally come. this is like
2: finally Wesley. That will never happen. Wesley,
1: Yo, <laughs> you so it, it, yeah. Oh, lacking. it could have been and that could have been a moment, you know what I mean? But that I mean, but under part of what undercuts it is the fact that A, it was just it, it looked and felt like it was just jammed in there. Yeah. One. And then two, you weren't made to care about Soji's journey in this thing. At, at all. Anything at at all.
0: all. At all. I didn't, when so, she came up, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So, oh, you know, know.
1: Appearing to her? like why do you take her why, what and again you know? she was in like maybe like seven scenes total for the season seven yeah. eight scenes she was
2: only important to show adam soon's depravity the depth of his of his villainy of, this, of the story because at the end of the day soon became the main the true main antagonist because it was it was him trying to destroy q wasn't Actually, I mean, maybe he was the ar- overarching antagonist. He always is, but mm-hmm. it was mainly soon in terms of true antagonism. And I didn't understand how. I just didn't get it. And then the the him pulling out the folder that said Project Con,
1: I was just like, no, yeah, yes, that guy's just dumb. Uh, uh, again, it just got dumb. I'm like, what are you guys it, doing? I mean, it was it was definitely an oh shit moment, but it wasn't like <gasps> it was like oh shit, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. it, it, it was. It wasn't an oh shit moment because I figured that that would be the last thing we left seeing with soon because he's been brought down. We hadn't seen or heard any reference to Khan, but we've heard all of the references to to Khan and Jason. And yeah. then now we're at the end of the episode. He's down on his luck. He reaches in the in the in the drawer. What am I expecting him to pull out besides, if it's a folder, besides something with Khan's name or a, or a reference to Khan? That's exactly what I expected. That's why it was like, okay, this is not a good attempt at an oh shit moment, but it did not. Nah. I don't even know. Track so, so, with that,
0: now that we've gotten all that out of our system, we can turn to the positivity that is Strange New World. Let it wash oh, over wow. you. <laughs> So and I made the mistake of watching the last two episodes of Picard first. Uh, uh, first and I mean um, Strange mm-hmm. New World first and then watching the two Picard and that which just made, made Picard wrong, even worse. Made Picard even worse. But to go to this back to Strange New World, um, again, it was like a breath of fresh air because it was like super, super treky. It had it had some action, it had emotion, it had dread and like you know, future planning. It had comedy. It had good quips, and you know, and it was, but it had a good, fun situation where it's like the parts that were missing in Picard and in Discovery. Strange New World brought that all back in literally like the first fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> I mean, the thing that I think jumped out at me about Strange New World is they captured uh, credit to Akiva Goldsman on that teleplay because it captured everything that you. Everything that you, that everything that everybody loves about about original series, or original era Trek. Um, you know, it, it, it and, and Pike is just perfect as a captain for that era. You know, he's got the cowboy thing going on. He's got the administrator thing going on. He's got the diplomat thing going on. Uh, you know, he's got the sort of, you know, cavalier explorer thing going on. Like he's got the full package from what you want to see of a, in a Star Trek captain from that era.
2: He's an everyman. Um, every
1: that's that's just, that's exactly what they the, the
2: Kirk uh, everyman. That's all that's what I was saying. I, sorry to interrupt you, but that's mm-hmm. that's what that's what Pike what what's his appeal is he's he the everyman.
1: It's less the everyman and more the cowboy, because that's definitely a thing that you, that I've seen in interviews with Roddenberry. He always said that the that the starship captain is supposed to be a little bit of a cowboy, a little bit, a little bit cavalier, a little bit devil may care. Um, And Pike definitely has that going on. I mean, dude, there's almost every shot of him sitting in the captain's chair is him with his legs crossed and his hands sort of dangling off the edges of the armrests. And he's just like, yeah, I, you know, let's go. Let's go. Just the up to warp nine to see how it's just to see what happens, kind yeah. of deal. T- yeah. And I, and I think he's also very—he's
2: one of those relatable characters that, that everybody all he they, it's there's no antagonistic relationship between him and the other characters so far you know right. he comes they come in it's it's the operation that you want to see the captain is in charge the rest of the crew understands their role mm-hmm. but we get to know them as human beings through their through their activities on the ship and it was Definitely. never a moment where Pike was more important than everybody else in that ep- in that episode. True, true. And you got to see a little a little shine for everybody, and then even the, the f-
0: familiar faces that we got to hear about, and then um the like the next nice little red herring with Kirk. I thought that was awesome. I that was like I like how they said it, and then you're like, oh, Kirk's a little too young to be able to hanging out here. Who's which Kirk is this is going to show up? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah, that was um, cool. I like that they the, of the use of you know. Um, his number one, and how they kind of brought in this new character and her automatic uh, butting heads with Spock from just from Jump. But then at the same time, still being valuable in, in, within the narrative and the story. And so, and showing the connection between her and another number one. And it was like, okay. And then, you know, until Pike's credit, Pike's like, yo, you're dope. You're just a little rough around the edges. Come join the crew. You fit right in. <laughs>
1: right. And the fact that she's a, a Nunyan Singh descendant is mind blowing. That they that they would throw that out there. And here's here's the here's the interesting bit. I was thinking about this the other day. It's interesting how we just came off of a whole plot surrounding Nunyan Singh and his whole, you know, and his whole eugenics plan. We should be tired of that. We should be bored with that, bored to tears with all of that at this point. The same week that, you know, dropping uh Strange New World the same week that Picard ends. And immediately it just lands different because the rest of the story is set up so much better. It yeah. lands as the ocean oh moment. it's supposed to as opposed to just like yeah, you know, so you know it's you know soji's so Soji travels back to to the past to become the first like uh, like the the, the forerunner of, of of the eugenics war. okay like we should be worried too. <laughs> They yeah. drop one person in on, on dude's ship, and she's a descendant of Khan, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's it a, makes you feel how that plays exactly. out. Mm-hmm. Now, it,
2: it, it creates a, uh, a new narrative thread, because I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and but also within the framework of mythology, and I think that's what really made that episode feel like one big hug to Star Trek fans, is that it play within the confines of the mythology mm-hmm. um while being a modern trek show. It was it was not trying to establish a serial format where the next episode is going to pick up where everything's left off. It's like, no, this is a mission. We're visiting strange new worlds. Each strange new world will be different. We uh, would have to deal with it differently. Um, even the challenging of the prime directive, or what was it called? Oh, yeah. 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 One, yeah. Uh,
1: General Order 1. General Order 1, yes, yes. General yeah. Order 1. Even was... And so, here's an interesting tidbit. I just, I, I remembered this the other day. They bounce back and forth in the original series between calling it General Order 1 and the Prime Directive. And so this immediately cleans that up. But it also would make sense, though, right? You could easily write that away as, well, it was both because it might mm. makes sense why
2: they were doing it because so again, Kirtcher, 10 years right? later people might still be calling it
1: exactly one because they're he called he's it's referred to as both i've heard i, I remember yeah. hearing he call it both and by the time you get to TNG, it's just the prime directive yeah. so it makes sense that at this middle point well not middle point at this early stage that it's still referred to in in original era in, a, in, in the original series, as General Or 1. Salute to the writing. Yeah, because yeah. they that did is, research. Yeah, did they do that, D'Angelo? What did they do? <laughs> they, did, they looked. You
2: know what they did? They, one, what line they did? They used one line of dialogue. One line of dialogue. a line of dialogue. Come on. And I'm glad you said that, because guess what else they did? Guess how they dealt with the discovery residue, as I call it. <laughs> they just said they, they gave one line of dialogue. That's not
1: Spot. nasty.
2: Spot. <laughs> I miss my sister. I still miss my sister. Uh, Pike. Yeah, that was messed up. What's the mission? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it was more than one line of dialogue. To be honest, it was honest. a conversation. It was a, so a conversation. conversation. Was a conversation. As, you know, just <laughs> the, the, the event that 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 apparently a bunch of worlds witnessed uh sort of gave them the fuel to sort of uh
0: and and that's what i was gonna gonna say yeah, and I like that. That that was the the world that they visited was a um, almost a um, it was a residue from discovery. So it was like this world that should not have had uh, warp capabilities, and all of a sudden they have it, and then they don't use it for warp; they use it for a weapon. And so that I like that Pike was like, "Well, it's our fault that they that this, that they're in this situation. They're basically about to blow each other up. So we might as well expose ourselves to be like, look, this is what you could be.'" Or you could be like our our old selves when we just killed each other. So it's on you how y'all want to figure that out. And right. so I like that they were like they use the Discovery moment to kind of tie those two things together. So that if you did know Pike from this, if you if you didn't watch um, Discovery at all and you just came with the Strange New Worlds, you'd be like, oh, I wonder what just what happened in Discovery. And if yeah. you did watch Discovery, you're now rewarded about the continuation of what's going on with that. Also, can we give a shout out to Spock and his hot ass uh, wife? Oh my god! Yes. I'd have been yeah. like, "Yo, uh, Pike, uh, yeah, I might yeah, I need a couple to weeks. I
2: I mean, maybe I'm four, need at least a couple <laughs> weeks." So you got right. bad time and illogical timing. And- He's <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> "So, to so double back for a second, I also love how. So basically, there are three spots where they mention." Where, where they mention the event of discovery going back in time and they use it perfectly. they don't mention it too much but right. the three spots where they mention it absolutely tie everything together perfectly. that yeah. yeah. last meeting between uh between the admiral and um and the senior staff on on the enterprise basically pike saying that he got that pike uh Robert April saying that he got um that he was briefed on it, it was like, oh well, you know, you you threaded a hell of a needle but you know because it's classified they basically just giving you the ad it's yep. cool right
2: they yep. give you exactly. just the
1: heart to blunt shout Amen. out to shout out to akiva goldman for the deep 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 dig in star trek lore robert april is listed as the first captain of the enterprise of, of that era's enterprise boom
2: yep and if, and again this these are Which one changed, of those by that time he would be, he, an, admiral. He would be, an, admiral. be an admiral yeah, yeah exactly
0: and it's cool because i think that's another thing aspect of um part of the reason why lower decks was so good is because it went deep deep into the lore so like if you are a star Trek nerd and you watch lower decks you are laughing at almost every single joke yes because they pull from such deep like if you like i've watched every single season uh, i've seen all of the stuff so and then they'll they'll pull some stuff out and you're like wait how do you even and then, again they did their homework yeah and, True with Strange New Worlds, same thing. They did their homework so that when they do drop in certain things, like they dropped in the curve, they dropped in sing, they dropped in um, April, and so it made it it made it dope. To that, like again, for for lifelong Trekkie fans, it was just like I said, a nice warm hug. It's like we know, we know, we know you've been hurt, so let's let's just
2: try to. i to earn your earn your trust back, girl. I'm trying to earn your trust back. The, the, one of the things to and this is strange for me to do this, but for one of the things to, to not, to give Disco a little bit of credit, one mm-hmm. of the things I realized now, cause I'm doing a rewatch of, of, uh, deep space nine, um, is that they really did do a good job with the mirror universe of that era, because <laughs> by the time the deep space nine era hits, the Terran, the uh, Terran Federation has fallen. It's been like a hundred years or so. And, Basically, humans or Terrans are now, you know, slaves are fighting the rebellion. And they mentioned in DS9 how brutal, and obviously in previous Trek shows, how brutal the Terran Federation was. And so, um, discovery taking place at the time, which would have been the height of the Terran Federation, the Terran Empire power, they really did show that uh, visually well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's like I said, for as the as the slow decline of Discovery was, there are bright spots. And um yeah. in and only the other thing I was gonna say too is even though it is the only the first episode and we were super hype about it and we hope that it keeps that same energy, it also makes me more hopeful if they actually do um, revive uh, the section thirty-one uh TV show that they were talking about, because if they keep the same energy, a strange new world with, like, Michelle Yeoh, who's, like, just fresh off off of her new movie that everyone's loving, and it's getting a lot of praise, blah, 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 blah. It's, like, a perfect kind of segue to that, because it's, like, you get, you know, one or two established characters that we know, and then now we have a whole world to explore that's super different and new, and I think that's the part where I'm hoping they go with that, because that's the fun part. Like, that's the thing that Trek is starting to get a little bit better, is doing better than... they say the star wars stuff that's going on where they keep like rehashing old shit where it's at least in at least in trek they might use a little bit of the old stuff but they're giving you a whole new view that we wouldn't have not known, yeah. or known or anything where in star wars it feels like they're literally just plugging in like holes like oh we already know this story but here's a little tidbits in between that you guys didn't know where star trek we we only know this and we know that they're like we got 10 years to, like and i that was other yeah. when I for pike when he was like you know i saw my death Blah, blah 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 blah, and then they're like, "Oh well, what is it?" He's like, "Ah, it's not for another ten years." So then you're like, oh, "Okay, so you got ten seasons of uh, you hanging out?"
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we know we got seven at the least. I mean, that's sort of the the yeah. standard uh, track track run. But you know, even if it did five, I think yeah. the fact that they that that you can see. That they're telling us, OK, we have an idea of where this character's arc is going to go, because we all know how it ends. Since mm. we know how it ends and he knows how it ends, that's no secret. Now we're wondering, the journey becomes that much more interesting, that How'd much get more appealing. There? How does he get there? Mm-hmm. With all of these things in his mind, knowing that at some point he's going to come to that point in time and experience his death all over again, because he's already experienced it. But this time it's for, it's for keeps. Um, mm-hmm. That creates, uh, I think that's what Star Trek is doing so well with their, with their expanding the universe as much as they have is that they're finding, cause even discovery Worked as a kind of okay. This is an unknown story, and you know, hidden hidden inside the lore, underneath the lore of uh, of Trek of the Trek universe. Um, it worked a little. It's just again, I think applying the serial format at first. To a singular character, and then trying to switch off to okay, now let's do the whole ensemble thing. It just really shattered the whole momentum of what they were doing. I I, I thought that that plot to send them nine hundred years into the future was really extreme, and I and, and in retrospect, I didn't know if it would work, but um, yeah. you know, and it didn't, and it hasn't, and that's and that's the problem because yeah. now they're kind of. Go and spend their turn, but I don't want to get too far on the
1: discovery. <laughs> was, I would say I would counter that it worked for the first three seasons. Four season is where it fell apart. Say again? I, I think first two, first first two was stellar. Third season, it worked like you know with with Osiris and the and, and the Emerald Chain. It wasn't perfect. It was definitely a step down from the first two seasons, but it did work. It was a satisfactory ending. Yeah, minus that's true. That's true. Minus, minus, the, minus the
2: idiots who, who Subjectively thinking,
1: yeah. Just yeah, broke war, all war travel for a thousand trillion, however many years he was there. Yeah, exactly. It, aside from that, he removed that from the fray. Because that was that was the weak spot for the entire season. Yeah, so I think I think you, you knew think, that yeah. from the fray, and the Emerald Chain thing actually did work. Even though they could have and should have fleshed that out more, Osiris should have you. been more of a threat. Definitely that shouldn't hell. have killed her off because now, hell like, no. who are you going to punch? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So now but, bringing it back, but, back to this
1: season, season was just old. Oh.
0: So now bringing it back to the um, you know Strange New Worlds, you know they already have a good mix of. Uh, um, they, you know, they in your first episode, you get, you know, boom, you get all every all the major players that's on the uh, on the ship. You get a little bit of shine for each major player of on that ship. So you get the doctor, you get the doctor's assistant, you get the security, you get Ahura, which was awesome. That was a cool little like, hey, look, hey, hey, little young buck, you're you're you're, you're new to the ship, cool. You know, Spock's already there. We already got number one. So we, we got a good tidbit of everything, and I thought that was like really really dope. Um,
2: and there was a character yeah yeah there was there and because there was development when you first see uh uh Aurora in in uh uh action she's not just there she's she you know we start we get to see that this is a person in any situation high stress or not who literally is calm cool collected and can take control of the situation like literally in the elevator it didn't take her nothing yep. but a second to realize yep. what was going on a second yep. and she reacted i was like whoa look at them developing characters like <laughs> like yep. they're professional yep. writers that like so- that was that was amazing
0: uh- and I think that that's the part that I thought that was dope. Cause it was kind of like, you know, they could she could have easily just been the kind of like, oh hey, this is the name that you know. And then she just sits there quietly, does her thing. But I like that in that moment they showed, boom, this is why, this is why she's here. Like, she's right. smart, she knows her ish, da-da-da-da-da. And, and then, like I said, Nurse Chappie, same thing. So it's like, I like that in, in that first episode, in that pilot, you get a nice, a nice glimpse of everybody in the crew. Again, we'll go back to Discovery and our, our annoyance with it, is that I still don't know the names of this <laughs> crew. Black dude number one, black dude number two, Asian dude, like, cyborg chick, <laughs> like, yo, it's just a blonde chick? Like dude with the big eyes, I do not know any of these people's names. This it bugs me. It bugs me that I don't know their name and I don't care about them at all. Even when Black yeah, Dude number two and the guy talks, I'm like, oh, they're having a little banter. But like, dude,
1: <laughs> you're accustomed to you're accustomed to the ensemble mattering. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I, and uh, again, credit to credit to Akiva Goldsman and the way he wrote this episode. Instantly, I'm interested in every last one of these people. Mm-hmm. yeah 100%. every last one of them i mean i don't know who's at the operations i don't know who's at the helm they gave the names but i don't yeah, remember them. yeah but, yeah. but, but you, you know to, so you're interesting. But, you're interesting. but but the people who got the most who got the most shine nurse chapel interesting doctor interesting yep. uh um security officer uh nunyan singh interesting yep 100 percent i'm not um, and i'm not even mentioning pike or spock who we already know exactly already know. interesting
2: Pike, Spock, and Number One are the only established characters that yeah, and, and all and that I, we know from
1: Star Trek lore, right? And, and honestly, the least is, but the people that I was least interested in that episode in in that episode, yeah, which is yeah. the mark of excellent writing. Yeah, no, I should be good. all over. I should be. I should be salivating at the idea of Pike, Spock, Number One, all the characters that we met in season two of of uh, what you call it? I everything. should be totally interested in them, and I am. But I'm also interested in these other characters. Yeah, uh, really. And it
2: totally showed how you do a a prologue, which is what I would call this rather than prequel um, in in the series. Which is for Trek. This isn't a remake of the first uh, of the pipe. Moving into Kirk years of of, uh, of the Enterprise, yeah. This is, this is simply own thing. into the Bible and st- and lore of stories that occurred in in Federation and Trek history and telling the story. That's all it is, yep. and yep. that's and that's enough. Like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Star Trek has enough mythology and lore to where you can literally create something new. By respecting the old. And I think yep. that's what, what Discovery lost itself with, uh, because they were ambitious. And I yeah. get them sure for that. They were ambitious. They wanted to tell a different story, but fans rejected it and they reacted. They shouldn't yeah. have reacted. They should the not have reacted. I think if they would have kept if they would
0: have kept on the on the mission, it would have been really interesting. Um yeah. all right, so to to wrap it up, um, let's do some final words or final predictions or expectations um d will start for you since you're deep in the ds9 realm
2: i'm glad to see that the episodic nature of star trek has returned because Rewatching some of the old episodes of DS9, especially in TNG, you see how well it works for rounding out and developing those characters. There are episodes where Cisco doesn't appear until the very last five minutes of the episode, and that's literally to address the character and what they went through in the episode. You could not do that with Star Trek Discovery. If Michael was not there, you give two shits. <laughs> and, that's, and, and that's... And I'm sorry to say... And and when she's there, so to hmm. say that to wrap up my final word. I'm happy that Star Trek, at least now, Strange New Worlds appears to be back on track. Pun intended. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> uh, I'm on Trek. I'm in track. I meant track.
1: That was awful. Um, That's okay. Um, I mean, it just—I think D put it perfectly. It was just one big old Star Trek hug. Like, it was great. It was just a really well-done, well-written, well-rounded episode, a very circular. You know, it, it 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 closed a lot of loops. It touched on the things it needed to touch on, not too heavy, didn't hammer on it, didn't lean on it, on any of the things that it touched on. It was just a well-done episode. Yeah. Um, my concern is with Akiva Goldsman uh, Productions, he writes the first episode, that first episode is dope, or he writes yep. the pivotal episodes yep. in the season. And yeah. all of those episodes are dope. Yeah. John Fre- Jonathan Frakes will come along and he will direct the dope ep- the other dope episodes. And then the rest will sag. Yeah. And I'm a little concerned, but I'm optimistic. So, you know, it's a new writing staff, hopefully. And, you know, we'll see where it goes yeah we'll see i'm optimistic
0: yeah and i would say for me it was kind of the same where i'm like it was a good nice little like return to form but also mm-hmm. to a good example that it can be done and i yeah. think it, like you know i think that was my main thing where it's like discovery was like had a lot of promise and they did kind of did some good stuff and then they kind of just losing its way mm-hmm. picard first season gave you a good solid new stuff old picard uh old picard new weight world and then uh Picard too, two kind of just witnessed this meandering kind of like almost mediocre situation. And yeah, you, can think,
1: tell, you can tell the episodes that Akiva Goldsman put his hands on. Yeah.
0: And so and I think now I for this one, we'll 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 reconvene at the halfway point for Dreams New World to see if for if, if it keeps that same energy. But I'm glad that at the very least it, it came out the gate punching this in the in the in the in the, in the throat, like yo, we're back.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's good to see that, that Star Trek can be done in 2020, uh, 2020. yeah, 100%. Gene
1: Roddenberry would be proud. Definitely. Yeah, he'd be proud. Proud. He's Definitely. The, that crotchety old drug. <laughs> <adult laughs> is. I mean, more people should have Trek. I mean, it,
2: it, it offers up a, a positive outlook on the future. And I think yeah. that that's something that a lot of work now is is missing quite yeah. frankly. There's yeah. more of a cynical view of. Cynical so and dystopian. It's dystopian. Very, true. Yeah. Very, very true. I love the expanse, but the expanse is a future that's, that's predicated <laughs> on how we are now. So it's right. like we'll get there, but it's not going to be different. It's just going to be bigger and much more calamitous. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think they, yeah. exactly, Strange New Worlds did a great job great of touching on that. that. You know, yep. it, it, yeah. it, it, in in Pike's it, 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 speech to. To those de- to the to the debating politicians, he touched on the fact that yo dude, we y'all y'all are right where we were, and you're about to go where we went. Yeah, and you know it. And and it's great. It was a great, a great flash to like, yeah, we live in this utopian society, but back in the day. <laughs> yeah, and also a good parallel to what's happening now in absolutely in society
2: without being Heavy handed with it without them them smacking you over the face with it. You saw it, you saw the visual metaphor, but it it lived within the Trek realm. Mm -hmm. That's why it worked. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. All right, well, you heard it first. We're going to. Wrap this up, and I think um, we'll we'll chime in again instead of doing every episode. We'll chime in at about the halfway point, and see how it's see how it's right, uh, right. how it's progressing. Um, but yeah, this is blurred lines, so and we are out. Mm-hmm.